Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Bar the Collector. What's up, everybody? And uh, I gave you Jacob Slatter. You did, uh, with Tim Robbins. Yeah. Uh, director. I feel like this movie came out in, like, 94? 1990. Really? That long? Adrian Lin was the director, and the writer was uh, Bruce Joel Rubin. This is his, like, little baby project. Like, he took a lot of pride in this project. He waited for the right director... Because there was a lot of like low budget. Oh, um, this was Tim Robbins' baby. No, no, no. The the writer. Oh, the writer. Yeah, he had a like a dream, a vision, or whatever, and he wrote this movie specifically for like because of that. Well, it's greatly written, and it's a uh, well made, mm-hmm. and uh, Tim Robbins definitely brings it in this shit. Like, I was gonna say like, how great is he? Did I don't know if he won anything for this movie, but I feel like he was at least nominated for it. Because, I, like, this guy is fucking this, acting his ass off in this movie. This one barely broke even at the box office. That's crazy. I was, I've heard of it before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've always heard of it. It's kind of like a cult classic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely gets you in your feels. <laughs> and if you're a conspiracy guy, it doesn't help at all. I This is my third time watching it. <clears throat> so I kind of want to let you talk about the movie and then me kind of jump in and get okay I love when, I love when we do that because like yeah. that's hot because you know me bro like as I'm watching this I'm like so many layers to this shit dude like I don't even know if I'm getting this I'm shirt, to. so many layers <laughs> dude for real though right <laughs> so many layers this movie dude so many layers but yeah because I have a lot of thoughts on this movie I've seen it a few times but I love like hearing you talk about it and, and hear what you got from the movie so so the movie starts off. It's a. Uh, it's in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and it's a nineteen seventy one. Nineteen seventy one, and a bunch of uh, U.S. soldiers are hanging out. I guess they're either waiting on combat orders, or you know they're resting or eating or whatever. Yeah, and it shows. Actually, did not realize how many like bigger people were in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say bigger, but it's a couple. The uh, the guy from Coming to America, the Soul Glow guy, he was in it, and uh, Ving Rhames, yeah. he has a cameo in it, and the uh, guy that played Sally Mustang from uh, Sopranos is mm-hmm. on it, uh, and the guy from The Professional, Danny Aiello, is in this one, Yes, plays the chiropractor slash, like, angel, I'm guessing? <laughs> Jumping forward a bit, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, but... Uh, He's great in everything. I just he realized is. that. Like, he makes Hudson Hawk a good movie, dude. Like, he, he really does. Somebody trashed Hudson Hawk the other day, and, like, <laughs> I saw it on TikTok. They trashed it. And then, like, in the comments, I was, like, so happy because people were like, Man, fuck you, bro. I love Hudson Hawk. Like, I was like, yeah. It's a very, like, whenever I watched it, I'm like, this is a very nostalgia film. Like, if you saw it when you were younger, you would fucking love this movie. <laughs> it is not a kid's movie, though. Like, no, 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 no. But, I mean, neither is Guyver, but I watched that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I still can't believe that shit got 1.1 views. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Right? It's just climbing up there. People we, love them some Guyver. We got a great... It was a good episode, I guess. Like, <laughs> people loved it. But, uh... Anyways, um... They're in Vietnam. They're all hanging out. And then, uh... Tim Robbins comes back from taking a shit. And they're like, man, it's like the sixth time you shit today. And This was a fun fact. This was all ad-libbed. This was not, like, scripted. They oh, just really? went off the cusp. And then Ving Rhames makes the thing. He's like, you over there jerking your dick, ain't you? He's like, why don't you come jerk with my dick? And <laughs> come over here and jerk his big black rooster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> black rooster, yeah. And uh, the other guy, which he's been in other stuff, but I can't think of his name. Um, 
he goes, he goes, he's asking politely, and, he, and then Tim Robbins, just classic cool Tim Robbins, he's like, I don't have a toothpick, man, or uh, I don't have some tweezers, yeah. man. <laughs> um, I like I like Tim Robbins. He's been in a lot of movies over the years. Though I, I really liked. only know him from Howard the Duck. It's like the biggest thing that I remember him from. Oh wow! <laughs> no man, he's done uh, uh, nothing sure. to lose with Martin Lawrence. That's a good movie. Oh right, he did do that one. Shawshank yeah. Redemption, bro. Yeah, you're right. Uh, That's probably one of his best movies, next to this one. Oh, Bull Durham. I fucking I, I could go on forever, dude. I like Tim Robbins. Oh as yeah, an actor. I really do. Definitely. Um, like you said, though, he brings his A game in this one. Yeah. Like, you almost thought he wrote it. Like, I was literally waiting to see his name in the thing. Yeah, writing like, credits. More, yeah, because, yeah, right. I mean, he he believed in it. Like. Yeah. So they're all, you know, bullshitting, and then they start getting attacked. They say there's movement in the tree lines, and then uh, Ving Rhames just starts having, like, a seizure. Mm-hmm. And another one starts getting sick. He's like, something's wrong with my head. And he's like spinning, and spinning and spinning and spinning. It's a crazy scene. It's a great mm-hmm. scene. It's like two minutes into the movie. I'm like, holy shit, what are we in for now? Right. And uh, people just start getting blown up. And then the helicopter comes down and they're shooting it. And I'm like, thinking to myself, like, man, this is like the worst, like, defense I've ever seen. Like, you know, like if this is your base or camp or whatever, like you're doing a terrible job of, <laughs> of keeping it protected. But I was like, all right, whatever, keep it moving. And uh it cuts back to um Tim Robbins waking up. Well Jacob. before that, he was out in the jungle, like looking around, and then he gets stabbed in the gut. It doesn't show you that in the first one. It doesn't? I don't think so. I think it does. It shows him getting stabbed. It doesn't show who stabs him, but it shows him getting stabbed, and then it cuts. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. To him waking up on the train, subway train. Right. Which is <laughs> the worst looking subway train I've ever seen in my life. First of all, if this is how any subway in America looks, shame on y'all. <laughs> like, no wonder people are afraid to ride. I would never get on that shit. Like, I would walk. Right. I'd walk the 20 blocks. It'd be easier. But uh, There's some significant moments, so I didn't know if you were going to catch or pick up on them or not. There's a there's ads that he's looking at. It says New York. And there's then a big hell. apple there, and then it says hell. It's a very important plot point, so I just wanted to touch on those. But go ahead. And uh, he goes to the next car, and there's like an old woman. She looks like an old gypsy or something. <laughs> old like, Russian lady. <laughs> yeah, and she's just looking at him, like looking through him. Right. And he's like, "Do you know if we're at Benson Street? Do we pass Benson? I fell asleep." She just keeps staring at him. He's like, oh, "Okay." And he just walks past her, and then there's, like, a bum laying there, like, in all black sleep. Right. And it looks like he's making a move or something. Like, he's grabbing something or whatever, and then he just, like, gets off the train in a hurry. You didn't see the thing? I didn't see what it was. It was a tail. It was a the tail. The bum had a tail. Oh. Like a little, lack of a better term, demonic tail. Oh, no, I did not notice that. You I didn't just, notice it? I, <laughs> I, I guess I just kind of missed it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, the, the bum had like a di- demonic tail and yeah. it like curled up. Oh, That's why okay. he like jumped off the train. Like, what the fuck is that? Okay, that makes sense. So he so, tries to go out of the exit and it's locked up like he got off on the wrong side. Um, Another, another little plot point. So he climbs up the stairs. He's ascending to get out, but the, it, the gate is locked. Right. So... It's back. an important it's an important plot point. That's why I'm pointing it out. He's trying to get out of hell, but he can't. <laughs> yeah. 
So he try all the all the bases are locked. Like he can't get out. So he goes on the fucking tracks because that's what you do, I guess. I mean, he doesn't really have another choice. And he slips and shit. Which why the okay? I'm sorry. This, this pissed me off. Like why is he trying to juke the train out? Like. Do you not know how fucking railroad tracks work? Trains go two ways. They're either coming at you or going away from you. And this I, fucking guy, like, he's like, I've never seen a train before. Which way is it coming? Like, it's clearly coming at you, motherfucker. Get off the tracks. I was, I was thinking the same thing. Like, you're going to juke it. Like, you're going to, like. Dude, he literally pulls the fucking Allen Iverson, like, whoop, whoop. I'm like, bro, you're not juking this train out. Get off the tracks. I said, this is going to be a quick one, man. What are we, five minutes in? Dude, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and uh, so he gets on the tracks, and then it cuts to him uh, getting home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, wait, right? What's on the train when it's passing by him? Oh, a bunch of demons, right? <laughs> yeah. Or like faceless people. And yeah, they like all that. have their hands on the on the window looking at him. That's right. And, and then, then the conductor in the back just waves. Like, yeah, so that was kind of cre- very creepy. Not letting you skip over these important plot points. There's a lot of creepy shit in this movie, and, folks. I, I don't want to skip over it. but right. like, Which brings me all back to my point. Like, who hurt you? Like, this movie left me so fucking depressed for a minute, dude. I mean, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, well, there's good shit in it, too, you yeah. know. But it's a very sad, very sad movie. Yeah, it's a very, like, psychological thriller. You don't know what you're in for. It Once it goes, it doesn't stop. No, no. Like no. once it pumps the fucking gas, like you're in for a ride. Yeah, the first kind of shocking thing, you're just like, okay, well, the, the, it doesn't stop from there. And so he gets up, gets to cuts to his house or whatever, right. and uh, he's got a girlfriend. She's bad. She she's been in some stuff. Just Bell. Yeah, she died recently. Oh, did she? That's sad. Yeah. But um, they're hanging out or whatever, and she's like, where have you been? You know, and he's like, oh, I got some overtime, because someone's so sick, he's always sick. Elizabeth Pena. Right. Yeah, she plays jazz in the movie, and mm-hmm. uh, so he gets in the shower, and then he, he goes to sleep, and he has a flashback back to Nam. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was when they showed him getting stabbed, but I could be wrong. But he has the flashback, and he wakes up, and he's like, Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. He's just like, she's like, oh, what's wrong? And then she brings him some pictures. She's like, your son dropped this off today on his no, way to school. No, she said some kids. Like, there's some kids in the neighborhood they're friends with, and they dropped him off. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Or maybe it was his son. I thought know? I thought she said it was. Yeah, but uh, but the names are important. Yeah, they're all biblical names. Right. And her name is tied to biblical as well. Jezebel, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, he's going through the pictures, and this is <laughs> this is the funniest part to me. Is like I'm looking at this picture the first time it shows him, and I'm like, "That's fucking Macaulay Culkin," right? And then I'm like, "No, no, you can't," you know. <laughs> I was like, thinking how funny it would be if they just someone on set just had a picture of Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> and that was the only time we seen him was this one picture. Like that would be fucking hilarious. That that guy would have been fired five times because they would have had to pay the shit out of that guy in 1990 to use Macaulay Culkin's image? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, this is before Home Alone, so he's like on his come up. Dude, and that's another thing, man. Like, when the fuck did, like, when, when did Macaulay Culkin go from the kid that died in every movie to, like, being the hero? Because he died in My Girl. He died in this Spoilers. one. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Dude, this movie's 30 years old. He like. was like, oh, uh, what was it? Was it The Good Son too? Yeah, dude, where he plays like the fucking psychopath kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cole's got a dark side. Yeah. Like, no wonder he's fucked up. You he know was what getting I mean? work. Yeah. 
Yo, he's getting a lot of work. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Late 80s, early 90s, man. Um, this kid's th- cute. Let's put him in everything. And then literally he did uh, he did Uncle Buck, too. Well, that was like the first one I think I he did. I fucking love Uncle Buck. Dude, I really would love to do just like a fucking love love episode on Uncle Buck. Like I don't think it's talked about enough. John Candy in general. I yeah, like 100%. But like everyone talks about his other movies, but um, Uncle Buck is my favorite John Candy movie. I think it is mine, too. Yeah. Uh, it's either that or Great Outdoors. Yeah. I love them both very much. Right. But yeah, uh, so he's talking and he's looking at the pictures of his son and he has like a flashback to his son, like seeing him and he starts mm-hmm. crying and she's like, grabs all the pictures and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what a bitch. And she's like, I don't like things that make you upset. And yeah. he's like, I wasn't crying. Or she's like, I don't like things that make you cry. And he's like, right. I wasn't crying. And like, clearly you were fucking. Right. But there's one part where she's like, isn't that the one that died? Like, that's a very cold-hearted thing to say. Yeah, while you were in Vietnam. Like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, that's a very cold-hearted thing to say. But then, like, after this scene, she grabs all the pictures and fucking puts them into an, incerni- an uh, incinerator. Incinerator. Yeah, I thought that was kind of shitty, too. I'm like, what yeah. a bitch. Yeah. Now I don't care what happens to you. The rest <laughs> of this movie. Right. So. It'll all make sense. Yeah, yeah. We're going to walk through this. Yeah, I know. We're going to get through this together, Nick. I'm just trying to remember because so much happens. You know what? Like, you, ones, you know what my you know? absolute favorite thing about this movie is? Okay, so this this movie is like a fever dream. It is like an acid trip, man. Which right. They even tie into it. I've this is the third time I've watched this movie, and even the first two times, I can barely remember the whole movie. Like I remember glimpses and I remember parts of it. I remember like scenes and stuff like that. So I'm saying I remember the major points, but like the, the shit that connects it is what's so crazy. And like, you just watched it too. And I literally just watched it this morning, like four hours ago. I, uh, I listened to other people talking about this movie because I like to get like fun facts, things people know about this movie that I might not have known. A lot of people have the same effect. They're like, I remembered parts of this movie, but I didn't remember the whole thing. And I just think that's like such great filmmaking like how he was able to make this movie feel like a dream it's and almost it's, yeah it's like every time you watch it it's like holy shit i forgot about that yeah, exactly like, that. It, that happens to me every time the third time i watched it i was like oh i forgot about that part like shit but anyway i just thought that was really interesting so she goes and then he go, cuts to like he goes to work mm-hmm. he's a post office yeah he's a postman postman and she works at the post office too. Post office too, uh, sorting mail. And he mm-hmm. brings her like burger and fries, and uh, they're talking. And then he goes to. Uh, she's like, "I'm calling in. I, my back hurts. I'm gonna go see Louie, and then maybe a movie." Right. She's like, "Okay." So then it goes to to him walking to the uh, chiropractor's office, right? Yeah, sure. Or does it cut to him going to the chiropractor's office? One or the other. <laughs> no, I just, I don't, I say that because I don't remember if it's after he leaves Louis or before he goes to Louis. Those girls see him in his postman office. Oh, right, right, right. And they're uh, singing to him, postman. Because that was a big song in the 70s. It's, right. it's a good little thing. Like, and uh, they're just having fun. Like, and yeah. like, I'm thinking to myself, like, Tim Robbins, man, like, he was, he was just like killing the ladies back then. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> He's a very, like, uh, attaboy country, like, He's just tall, like you he's know tall what I'm as fuck. Whenever he walked in the his apartment and she was standing next to him, she like doesn't even come up to his shoulders. He's like a fucking basketball player. 
Yeah, I don't know how tall he is. He's got to be at least 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, I would yeah, imagine. he's tall as fuck. Um, so instead of trying to talk about this movie chronologically, because like, it's all over the place, we can just talk on points on it. Thank so, you. <clears throat> so there are three layers. It's hard as shit trying to do it like that. I know. I noticed you. I saw you struggling. struggling. But I know a lot about it. But I, I really we did watch it. I paid all attention. Right. So there are three layers to this movie. There's war. There's Jezebel. And then there's his wife. Yeah, which the shit with his wife and kids was so fucking sad every time he would kind of come out of it. Mm-hmm. The the ending of this movie fucked me up more than anything, because mm-hmm. now it, it, that's what really made me at the end of it like, so he all that shit really. Like, just... Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the ending, because it's hard to talk about the rest of it without the ending, because it's all <laughs> speculation at this point. So the ending is... He dies. He it, from his stab wound, he mm-hmm. it cuts back to him dying on the operating table, and they're like, he's gone, mm-hmm. you know. So this whole thing is almost like a dream sequence. And he's like, he was a fighter though, the hell yeah. of a fighter, right? And it makes sense because I think that the one thing out of it that kind of held it all together for me was the fact that they were talking about they dosed him mm-hmm. with the LSD. I I I because I watched this movie recently. Uh, for the podcast, and I was struggling to figure out how to piece that in with this movie because the main plot of the movie is what did you get from that? Like the whole the main plot of the movie. Um, what do you? What is it trying to say? Okay, well before the end, I thought that it was a man that lost his mind from PTSD slash the death of his son. Like he, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it did that. And then I thought the end when he walks up the stairs with Macaulay Culkin that he's been dead this whole time and that he was in hell. And then finally, like the part where Louie and him are sitting in the and he gives him the adjustment. And he's like, you're not in hell to be punished. He's like, they're trying to let you let go. So so you can you can get better. You really can cleanse your soul or something like that. Right. And I thought in the end of the movie, like he had finally learned his lesson or, you know, like got the closure he needed and let go of it. Mm-hmm. And him and his son go off to paradise together. Is how I looked at it. Okay, cool. Just making sure we're on the same page. Like, because you could, like, this is one of those movies, like, it's very on the nose, but you can interpret it different ways, like the PTSD thing. Cause yeah, that, it's, that's a, the it's one very, thing I always Yeah, remembered. that's what I said. That a lot of layers, and this has never proven more true than in this movie right here, because mm-hmm. it says about the PTSD, the PTSD. Yeah. You know, it's been documented that the government, the army did that shit to people. To see if they could use it for warfare. Did they see if they could make them super right. soldiers and shit? Like, mm-hmm. so that part of it, I thought was like, wow, man, that's really crazy that that even back then that, that they would have thought of shit like that. I I like that part of it. I thought that could have been a good movie on its own. That's what I was trying to like figure out in my brain. So you have the one aspect, the him because being- either way, it's a beautiful beautiful movie, but. Yeah. I th- I kind of like the idea more of it just being like a government cover up mm-hmm. and all that. Because a part of me feels like they kind of shoehorned that into this movie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I think they did it to throw you off. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, just an uh, an extra layer. Because like, it. well, because like it, it, like I said, it makes the ending that much more like holy shit, that was crazy. Yeah, but you have to think. Okay, the chronological chronological order of this movie is he was with his wife and his kids. His kid died macaulay culkin's character while he's at died. war was it at war mm-hmm. i thought he was home at this point no he said she because because the girl says she goes is that the one that died while you were in vietnam oh uh, okay and he's like and he just starts crying and he's like nodding like gabe and he starts crying and nodding okay so his wife and kids were before vietnam he goes off into vietnam 
And that's when all this happens. He gets stabbed, but he gets stabbed by one of his, uh, the guy that gets blown up in the car. Yeah. Um, I forget what his name was in the movie, Eddie or, or something mm, like that. Right. So he stabs him and that's when he gets airlifted off. So everything in between that is just his mind. Mm. So even the LSD stuff is in his mind technically because yeah. he's in this dream state. And I was like, if this was based off of um, off the LSD experiments, how is he like making this up in his mind? Mm. And my conclusion to this is he was trying to make sense of everything that happened. So this is what this is my interpretation. I'm sure it's wrong and you got something different, but this is how it works in my mind is <clears throat> I think they got drugged, not necessarily by America, but they got drugged by somebody. Things were happening, you know, people were acting weird and then his own platoon partner stabs him. This is when he goes into his mind. So his mind is trying to figure out what the hell just happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I think he made up this story of them dosing them because that's the only way it would make sense in his mind that his platoon, his brother would stab him is if. Well, that and he sees Ving Rhames. Yeah. You know, and he sees everybody. Uh, and like you said, the thing like when I first watched it, because I was like, because at the first glance, I'm thinking, OK, it's just basic. You're running the mill military action like, oh, we're taking you know, just get the gunners over there and stuff like that. Right. But I'm thinking like if they're in Vietnam, like why don't any of these people look like Viet Cong? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't show any of the people, you know what I mean? And then it just literally happens out of nowhere. And I mean, even back then, you know, you got some kind of defense that's yeah, yeah, yeah. an alarm, something to let you know that people are there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so when it showed later on that it was his own homeboy that shot him and then it showed all the others, because when the helicopter comes down, I'm thinking like they didn't have choppers like that. Like, didn't they? I'm pretty sure we had all the air shit in <laughs> Vietnam. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so like that made me think it, but like, that's what I did. Like, but I also like how you said it when he got stabbed, that was his own thing. But like, I, like you said, if he's under that much acid mm -hmm. to do it, when he's laying there dying, he's floating in and out of consciousness. And then with the super acid he was on. Yeah. Who knows where his mind went? And right. like you said, he makes up the, the government thing. He makes up this. He does his. He's seeing his dead son. He's seeing his life with the girlfriend. He's seeing a life that never happened with this girl because I right. don't think it ever technically happened. That's no. the part of it that I thought was all in his head. Yes, because I really think he went like his soul was in hell until he finally died on that operating table. Because mm -hmm. I think that's where the majority of the film takes place is him in hell. Yeah, and he's getting put through all the things in his life that he fucking hated and like there was nothing he could do about it. Right. Cause he had to let go. Yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like we got the same gist of it on that, right. but, but yeah, this movie is saturated in religious things. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's taken parts from so many religious things and which I love, like I love that they did all this and I love that they did their research and really tied it in. Um, so yeah, I, um, I love the visuals in this movie. Really is, dude. When it's one of the scariest movies. <laughs> after visually. I watched it, I saw it. At, uh, it's so weird how your phone knows you're doing shit. Like it pulled up. I was looking at YouTube, and it it pulled up Jacob in Hell and Jacob's Ladder, mm -hmm. and it's when he's being pulled on the trolley cart with all the blood and the mutant people and shit like that. Like, and it made sense to me. I was like, that that makes perfect sense that he was in Hell. Like, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And then it turns out that his girlfriend is one of the people that's like, you know, <laughs> going to fuck him up and all that. And But I love that one um, Danny Aiello said. He's like, demons are just angels trying to help you um, get past your grief or mm. help you get into heaven. So it's your own. I love this this view of hell. Hell is something you're making for yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like an outside force. Hell is within your own mind. Not being able to deal with your grief and your the things you've dealt with in your life. It's like you said, it's about letting all that shit go and recognizing. Because on the operating table, he's like, he's like, where are you? He's like, I'm alive. And uh, he's like, no, you're dead. He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, then why are you here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, I liked that little aspect that he's... He can't face the fact that he's dead. Right. He still wants to be alive. I don't know. I just love that idea of it, that aspect of it. Yeah. Because I'm not a religious person, but I love the idea of religion. Do you think that you... I don't know. I don't want to get into that talk just because of, you know what I'm saying? But, like, that's the thing about it, though. Like, do you know you died? Like, do you know you died? Or this like, is true. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, that's the thing he was struggling with. Like, people are... Te- he's been... Because he's maybe told- that is hell, is is what you've built in your mind. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, there's no fire except for what you see. He has a line. Like, it's not exactly like that. He's like, mm. but the reason why you feel like you're in hell is because it's the hell you've put yourself in. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that is because, like, life is about choices. You know, you decide whether you're going to do this or that. You can hurt that person or you can let them go or, you know what I mean? Right. And I thought that was a good point in that movie. Mm-hmm. That, And I do think that that would be what you would have to do. Like, you don't get to go to heaven because of this, this, and this. And now you get to relive that shit for the rest of your life, you know, mm-hmm. or the rest of your eternity until you fix it. Yep. I don't know. It's a very deep movie. Very deep movie. Yes. And uh And I forgot how much I love this movie. Like this When I first when it first went off, I was mad and I didn't like it at all. I was just like <laughs> I was talking to Kendra about that because I was watching it and I I was giggling and she's like, What are you giggling at? I'm like, cause I'm always wondering how Nick is like taking in these movies as he's watching them. And I was like, this is definitely one of those like he either like nothing surprises me anymore because right. I just know to know that it's going to be the unexpected, expect the unexpected, but uh, it, it, it does put me in my feelings cause I have a son, you know what I mean? And like that would fucking destroy I know. me. I'm sorry. I keep giving you movies about kids. Jesus dying Christ, kids dude. Like I've had family members die. Like you're fucking. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Like, uh, um, fun fact. You know the head shake thing. Mm-hmm. This was a movie that pioneered that. Really? This was the first movie that did it in there. It looks like somebody's breaking their fucking neck while they're doing it. Right. Though. Yeah. That shit's been done to death, but this is the first one that's done it. Did you know? The whole thing just has a very horror vibe to it, even though it's. I wouldn't consider it a horror movie. It it still has that like Psycho- horror it atmosphere. Is, to me, I feel like this is the first movie you can go psychological thriller. Yes, hundred percent. Like that, it will, I feel like that got termed on this movie mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Silent Hill actually took elements like the feel of this movie and put it in their game. Like, this is one of the most influential movies in that genre, like horror slash psychological thriller. Like I said, it's a movie I've heard the name forever and ever, but I never watched it because I don't like shit like this, you know? Like, I, I just don't like feeling like that, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. it is a great movie. It's greatly made. Like I said, it's well made, it's very well acted. Yes. And uh, a lot of people built careers off of this. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's a huge cult following movie. I was like, going to say. love this movie. 
And if anything else, the Danny Aiello is perfect. <laughs> he is an angel. If he's is he alive? I, I hope so, he yeah. is. Like he needs to be in more movies. Hollywood put him in more movies. Yeah. I feel like there's like six mob movies that came out in the last twelve years that I feel like he should have been in. It would have made it better. I know. He needs to be the boss in one of them. Have you ever seen Two Days in the Valley? No. Fuck, I'm giving you that next. I'm going to... Uh, you just gave put me... Put it on the list. I'll, I'll put, put it on, on the list. You're going to put it on your own list? Uh, I'm going to make a list and put it on it. Because <laughs> I'll see movies and I'm like... Because I feel like you've seen so much too. That like I feel like I'm running out of shit to give you. You haven't. Honestly, like I said, I need to come over. So I'll just follow you home and we'll go through your movies. For real though, bro, because like that's my thing. I got and I've bought so much more, but like I said, I just figured like we were about the same age. We've seen most of the same shit. The thing is, is I've seen like this is the shit that I've been watching while you've been watching like that shit. Well, that's true. And I mean, <laughs> that's the thing about it. Like you 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 know, and I at first I looked at it like when you used to give me movies like this, I was like, is he fucking mad at me? Like I like I know I've never tried to push the fact that I'm like a super smart person to you or anything, but I'm not a fucking idiot. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just not a very intellectual person. But like, yeah, but that I intel- used to feel like you were trying to make me feel like a dumb dumb. Intelligence is so fucking relative. Right. And one thing that I tried to tell you is try to feel what you get from this movie. I don't give a shit what the movie's trying to say. Fuck the movie. Mm. Tell me how it made you feel. And mm. the best one was uh, Synecdoche, New York. You pulled so much out of that movie, even though that movie is one of the most dense movies ever made. It's so fucking... It was so... It was... It was. It felt like I survived that movie, dude. <laughs> right. Honestly. I was reading in the comments because somebody posted about it. They're like, this is one of the best movies I'll never watch again. <laughs> dude, it's like you watch a movie like that and then you see like, oh my God. Poor Philip Seahor Hoffman. Like, that fucking guy was going through some shit, man. Yeah, I mean, he did die of a heroin overdose, so. I know, but, like, you take on roles like that, and you you gotta wonder, is he that fucked up because of the drugs, or is he on the drugs because of how fucked up he is? You know what I mean? It's very true. What was what came first, the heroin or the egg? Yeah, or the pain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, with somebody like that that's such a good actor, like, I never said if he, I never saw if he was method or not, but, like, People like Johnny Depp, people like Tom Hardy, like that shit changes you after a while, dude. Oh yeah, you could look at Heath Ledger. Like yeah, he went like, too far into it. That's what I'm saying. Like you can go down that hole and not make it out. Like <laughs> speaking of, I just bought a new whiskey. It's called Rabbit Hole. I felt that was appropriate. It's really good. That's a good title, man. Rabbit Hole, yeah. Yeah. Uh, why isn't there a movie name? I mean, there probably is a movie named Rabbit Hole, but probably not. Well, the kind actually, of movie it's we're just the Matrix. Either. Remember? Yeah. Follow the white rabbit. The girl has the tattoo. That is a, I can't, I think I'm trying to think if there's ever a movie that I love the first one so much, but didn't care, give a shit about the other two at all. Like, is there any trilogy out there that you just love the first one so much that, oh, I'm sure there's a handful of, but you just don't give a shit. Most people would say all of them, but Mm -hmm. like, I'm not like that. That's true. But there are so many good trilogies out there. Like the Lord of the Rings, you know, Star Wars, the original three, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, even, you know, John Wick's on its third one, even though they're doing more. Four. Yeah, they're, they're working on the fourth one right now, but, you know. I got to watch the third one. I got HBO Max. It's on there. I think I'm just going to break down and watch it. It's it. You're watching the same movie just with like an extra extra added layer. Yeah, but a basketball player that I like is uh, supposed to play a character in it. And oh, yeah. I don't know how you fit this fucking guy into it. It's so good. I wanna... His name's uh, Boban Maravonich. Yeah. He's like seven four. You have to know who I'm talking about. He's in this yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. movie. Like, <laughs> all right. 
Um, but back to the topic at hand. So what I was saying is you don't need to be an intelligent person to like understand these movies, but Oh yeah, yeah. But like you still got something out of this movie. Like right. you still well, that's pretty what much been... got the idea of what it was trying to say. Well, that was the point I was going to make before my mind went off in four different other <laughs> directions was uh that's how I used to look at it. Like I was like, Man, this fucking guy just keeps giving me these movies because he wants to see if I'm like too stupid to see what they're saying. But then I look at it like I watch movies differently now because of this, like mm-hmm. just because of the podcast and the way we do it. And it's opened my mind up to different types of filmmaking and different types of movies. Like there's right. movies I've watched in the last three years that I would never have watched on my own. Right. And that's what I love the most about this. But I appreciated a lot of this movie, even though it did make me feel sad. And it's one of those movies that it's like, it's like Schindler's list. Great yeah. movie, right. but it puts you in a place that you just don't want to feel like that. Yeah. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Brian's song. It's mm-hmm. another one. Fantastic movie. James Caan and um, Billy D. Williams. Beautiful movie. But right. it puts you in your feels, and you don't want to cry like that. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? As a man, I just time. I love those movies that like I watch it, and then the next whole week I'm thinking about the movie and still trying to like piece things together or figure it out or what this meant or what that meant. There's there's been a couple that have been like that for me that we've done on here. Yeah. Um. Old boy was one of them. Definitely, yeah. For weeks, Old I picked that so part good. in my head. Like, <laughs> uh, this one is going to be another one, I feel like. And then, uh, oh, it wasn't too long ago. We just watched it. Oh, Parasite was great. Like, yeah. I loved Parasite. Like, thank you so much for that. Like, oh, of course. I'm glad you liked it. I was really worried you were going to come in and start trashing it, and I was going to have to, like, really fight you. And since we watched The Host, I've thought about that a lot, too. Like, I like The Host, too. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Um yeah, all his movies were good. Like you should keep going with them. See if <laughs> let's keep giving you his movies. We'll see if you can find a shitty one and then give it to me. And see I, what I I've watched most of his movies and I still haven't found a bad one. That's crazy. Yeah, but uh, I think only one left to watch is Mother. I haven't watched Mother yet, mm. but I will. I'll get to it. But uh, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. The the whole thing with all the layers and said we could sit there and talk about it because after you see the end of the movie. And you go through it all, and I ran through it all in my mind. And then mm-hmm. once you realize what what part was in his mind and what part he felt like he was in hell, and yeah. it makes the shit the little shit the little details like old boy blowing up in the car. Like was that him not being able to come to terms with with uh you know his grief, his his loss, his pain, right? And like that was like him going to burn for all eternity, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then like he said, oh, I went and saw the doctor, and the doctor blew up. Was the doctor like also in hell with them? <laughs> Couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> well, that's what I was talking about at the beginning when he was ascending up the stairs. It was locked because he's not allowed in yet. Right. He has to figure out, you know. That's true. And the uh, and the opening credits, or not the opening credits, but the opening scene with the billboard ads. It has an apple, you know, Adam mm. eats the apple, and then it has hell. I don't know. It's just a bunch. I love that little detail. There's a lot of imagery in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the party they're at. Oh, yeah. Just, when she's dancing with the demon is one of the craziest fucking the, scenes. And then he starts seeing them and dancing in the crowd, too. Yeah. And then uh, he's on fire, and they're putting ice on him, and he still feels like he's, fr- you know, like. I yeah, it was, was a very, crazy. I thought that was super interesting. Is, She's like, you melted 50 pounds of ice. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. It Like I said, man, it was crazy. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Like, like I said, when it first went off, I was angry because I was just like, man, shit, like, fuck, you know. 
Cause like the poor dude went through all that fucking shit in his mind, and that's what that's what I thought. Like when I put the LSD part into it, I was like, not only was he dying, but God, it probably made that shit feel like months. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you don't know what that shit does to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've never done acid, but I know people that have, and like they tell me, like, bro, I'm tell you something, that shit right there. There's a reason why they say if you do it more than three times, you're legally insane. Like they say that. Oh like, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. I heard that. <laughs> There's also that one element where I'm sure you've heard it from the grapevine. Whatever you like, if you stores in it, your spinal cord, and then when you crack it, you and every time, it. oh my god, dude, I didn't even think, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but the ending, the ending throws that that logic out of the back. Right. But but yeah, dude. That's why I said, man, you could have made a great movie just off of the the government dosing their own soldiers. Cause like they're like you weren't even in Vietnam, and he's like it's a fucking cover up. War games in Thailand. He's like I was in fucking dude. He's like I was in Saigon. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, oh dude, Jason Alexander, another great cameo in this movie. Oh yeah, right. Um, yeah, man. So like I said, the first one it went off, I was mad, but then when I ingested it all, mm-hmm. thought about it, thought about it, and I was just like, you know what? I'm giving this movie a way better rating. Like all, even on the way over here, I thought like I'm gonna give this movie a better rating than I was going to. I, I love that. Like, I started off, when it ended, I was like, fucking five. He's getting a five. Fuck it. It's a five. He's just going to have to fucking eat it. Like, he's just going to have to live with the five. He's just like, I didn't give him a four. Because I'm, cause I'm sad and I'm pissed off. So, like, he's like, he's not getting a four. But I was like, it was well made. Tim Robbins did a great job. Like, fuck, man. And then, then this, and then I'm like, oh, man, that, god damn it, that was a good scene. And, like, and I was just like, my fucking head, dude. Like, yeah. where am I at right now? And then, like I said, on the way out, I was thinking about it a little more, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to give it a seven. I'm giving it a seven. I'm giving it a seven. And the only reason I'm giving it a seven is because it it, it does put me in my feels, and like I wouldn't be able to just watch it like that. So it's not one of those movies that you can just keep going back. Oh, back. definitely. Like I've, I've seen it years ago, and I've only seen it three times, because it's it definitely is an acid trip of a movie. Right. But it was well-made enough that I would give it a seven. Like, it was good. I yeah. would I would suggest it to somebody else. Yeah. If you like movies like Greg likes, like you like the th- the mind benders and the thrillers and the, it's one to watch. Yeah, it's definitely. Top it gets tier. your heart rate up a little bit. Yeah, like I said, once it hits the gas, it just goes. It really does, man. And like you said, dude, just so much imagery. Them dragging him on that fucking medical cart through hell, and mm-hmm. then and then you see body parts and blood and shit on the floor and. <laughs> And it, it really does shine a big light on PTSD, I feel like, oh, too. 100%, like, yeah. And it makes you feel like, so bad for some of these guys, like, because you know, well, ain't nothing else like war, man. Like, you, you're seeing shit that, like, can't be unseen. Right. And it, it makes me wish that they gave more help to veterans, honestly. Like, 100%. Yeah, I feel the same way. Because a lot of the people, the homeless people, are just broken, broken men from the army. Yeah. And it's just sad. Especially Vietnam. Vietnam has probably the most. Uh, you know disgruntled veterans from that like mm-hmm. and, and have suffered from it yeah so yeah I, like i said i'm giving it a seven it was a great movie as far as like a watch but like i, I probably couldn't do it like that again maybe in another five years i'll give it another watch <laughs> right i'm glad you liked it i give it a that's the highest recommendation i can yeah like i said it's like i said it, it's good enough for that watch for sure like i'm glad i watched it now yeah. Like it's one of those. I'm glad you that, watched this and not what I found out recently. The remake. They remade this. There is a remake of this movie. Oh man! So when I was out, I was doing research. I seen Jacob's Ladder and it's like a black eye on the cover. I'm like, oh, they must have done like a horror movie and then just used the name. Right. You know what I mean? No, it's a straight remake. 
of this movie. Didn't watch it. Don't care. Cause this movie is so good that you're not going to be able to replicate this in a million years. Like I said, now that I see this, like I really would like to see a movie where they do that. I'm sure it's been done kind of ministeric goats, but that was kind of like a funny way of looking at it. What do you mean? About the, the military dosing their soldiers oh, 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 to yeah. see if they can make like either super soldiers or like a weapon <clears throat> out of it. Right. Men Who's Derek Goads is such a weird movie for me. Yeah. First time I watched it, I didn't like it. Fucking Coen Brothers, dude. That's not the Coen Brothers. That's not? No. I thought they did that. Now I'm curious. I don't think it's the Coen Brothers. I'm a, I'm like 100%. I'm not 100% if I have to guess myself. Oh, oh no. that's right. Peter Stragan. They did uh, They did a Brother Art. That. That's what it was. Yeah, they did. I, speaking of the Coen Brothers, I'm so glad you brought this up. Guess what I watched recently? Hmm. The fucking, uh, uh. Oh my God, what was it? It's another movie about religion. Oh my God, I'm going to be so fucking mad. Exodus? No, the new one that they did with uh, George Clooney playing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember hearing about it anyways. What the fuck all this movie? Julius Caesar. Oh yeah, yeah, What is it? Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar, thank you. I watched Hail Caesar the other day. That movie is fucking hilarious, Nick. Yeah. The first time I tried to watch it, I didn't really care for it. I'm like, I didn't get it, I guess. I watched it recently. Dude, that movie is fucking hilarious. You know what I watched? Uh, I watched a season of that I fucking loved was Fargo on FX. I ha- I literally have the first season, like, not even opened. Dude, the first two, completely different than the third one. The third one is, like, based in the 50s. The third season? Yeah. Okay. It's based in the 50s, and Chris Rock is the head of a uh, like a black organized crime family. Mm-hmm. And then there's an Italian mob family from Kansas. So is it like True Detective where each, ep- each yeah, season? Yeah, each season. Like, they all have little things that kind of like... Tie them together. Yeah, but they're, they're all different. Okay. And, um, yeah, because at the end of the third season, you find out that Chris Rock's son is the guy from the second season. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's different. Oh, I see. But, uh, but yeah, the first two seasons are really good. And the third season was fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. I watched, I watched the whole thing. Like, but, uh, I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't got around to do it. I don't think they have any involvement in it. And it's not really like, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like the only thing that really kind of reminds you of Fargo, the movie is the fact that it always takes place in fucking Minnesota or Wisconsin or Canada or some shit like that. And right. all the people talk like they do in Fargo. Hey, how you doing? Don't you know? And shit like <laughs> that. It's fucking hilarious, man. Like, but uh, the third season is in Kansas, so it's a little different. But like, yeah. And of course, Italians sound like Italians everywhere. Yeah. They sound like they're from fucking New York in the, in the show. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Fargo. That's probably my favorite movie they ever did. The Coens. Oh, we already know what mine is. Yeah. Yeah. Burn after reading. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, I think it's because of that that I think that they did. Mary's been in Stair Goats. Probably because they both have George Clooney in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it it honestly, I think the first time I watched it, I thought it was a Coen Brothers movie too. Yeah. Once I realized it was a comedy because I was watching it as like a serious movie. And then when they took off in the fucking helicopter and I realized they were on LSD the whole time, I was like, oh, this is a fucking comedy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I rewatched it as a comedy. I loved it. And then you bought it for me recently and I rewatched it. And I'm like, I don't like it as much, but I still kind of like it. 
I don't ever know how you could have watched it as a serious movie. Like, I didn't take that at all. Like, even I from did. the trailers, I didn't No, like no, no. I was just an movie. idiot, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I was just trying to watch it with a serious face on it, and I just didn't get it. I that guess. kid that's gonna fu- that tries to run through the walls, man, that shit is too fucking funny. <laughs> right. And you thought that would be the telling point for right. me, like, as a comedy. But yeah, the, the whole, and Kevin Spacey was fucking hilarious in it, yeah. too. Did you dose him and put Barty on this? <laughs> he fucking got him in the trunk of a car. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so yeah, they did a remake of Jacob's Ladder. I heard it's terrible. Don't watch it. Just watch the original. Yeah, definitely. If you're gonna if you're gonna watch the watch, go for the original. Right. I like doing this now because so it's gonna be like a thing uh-huh. as long as I buy movies. So I bought this is my little movie hall that I have. You got your movie hall. Little Hell tiny yeah. movie hall that we can do on the podcast. I did I show you this? I saw it. I think I saw you put it on there the other day. How cool is this? That's so, badass, dude. So I was at Target, and I always go to the movie section, like, right away just to see. And uh, they came out with this. It's a fucking steelbook. Of, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger double feature of Terminator 2 and Total Recall. And it's, what do you call those things? Like, you... It's, it's two images in one picture. It's a holograph. It's a, a hologram type of deal. Yeah, yeah. and it's a steel 3D book. image. 3D image, yeah. So I thought that was super fucking cool. And I was like, I can't just leave that there. Like, I need to buy this. I think it's badass that they put, like, two out of my five favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movies together. Right. Because, I mean, it's so easy that you think that they would put T1 and 2 together. Yeah, yeah. That would make more you know s- what I mean? sense. But I definitely like that they did this instead. But the fact that they have the total recall with the machine and then you flip it and boom, there's Arnie. Yeah. Half robot face out, shotgun pellets to the face, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a badass. Right. And it's a fucking steel book, dude. Like, yeah. So I was like, I can't just like leave that there. So I kind of bought it and I was like, I just, because I have both of these movies on Blu-ray. Even T2 is a steel book within itself. So <laughs> there was no oh, reason wow. for me to buy this. And as soon as my wife hears this, we'll probably get a... a Get a divorce, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. That's what I was thinking when I bought it. And then um, I'm sure you've you've seen The Burbs, right? I've I own it, but I've never watched it. You've never seen this movie. I don't think so. This is what you were getting next time. I thought you have seen this. Yeah, I have it on a on a double disc with that and uh, Money Pit. And I love the money pit, but yeah, I've never seen the burbs. You've never seen the burbs? Oh my no. God, that makes me so fucking happy. I was going to give you a Tom Hanks movie too. Were you really? I was thinking about it. So I don't remember what made me watch this. It was probably a Mick thing. Like he let me borrow it and he's like, you, you got to watch this. And I fucking love this movie. This movie is amazing and it's hilarious and it's underrated. I love early Tom Hanks, man. Volunteers, one of my favorite movies. Ever. This is one of his best have you ever seen Volunteers? I don't think so. Oh, I'm throwing that shit on your list, too. Yeah. I'm going to write these down. You better. I forget. But yeah, I got the collector's edition of the Burbs, because in my collector's edition, people kept posting it, like, oh, I just got this in the mail, got this in the mail. I'm like, fuck you, motherfuckers. Like, I want it, too, so I bought it. But yeah, I got the Burbs on on, on Blu-ray collector's edition. Oh, I'm so excited. But that's what you're getting next after the movie you give me. Okay. And, uh... And then I bought this one just on a blind buy. Have you heard about this movie? Which one? Brazil. Brazil? No. It has Robert De Niro in it. What? 1985. No, I've never heard Jonathan of it. Jonathan Pierce, Robert De Niro, Michael Palin. 
So I watched the trailer to this movie and it looks like a fucking trip. It looks like the craziest movie and I heard like good things about it. Volunteers, that's right. <laughs> Should probably let you do your thing before I keep talking at you. What was the one I said before the I don't that we were talking about before? Um, that I sh- well, I mean, obviously, Days of Thunder because we're about to do that. But yeah. Oh, by the way, folks, uh, spoilers. We're doing uh, Days of Thunder next week. Yeah, next episode we'll be day- doing Days of Thunder. Fucking Tom Cruise got a great commercial that's about to be coming out that uh, kind of goes with that. How my vibes feel for that movie. The commercial's gonna come out before the episode, so oh well, you can go to the Warba Cinema. Oh, I know, Instagram. but I was just saying the commercial kind of puts you in the mind frame of where I'm at on this I next see. episode. Right. Because I'm going to tell you something, man. I enjoyed this movie so much when I saw it at 10 years old. My dad gave this movie to me on VHS, and I watched it. And let me tell you that Robert Duvall is great in this movie as well. Okay. A lot of good people in this movie. Randy Quaid's in it. So Tom Cruise is a very hit-or-miss character. Like, I don't like... This is bef- pre-Scientology, Tom Cruise. There's <laughs> To me, there's two Tom Cruises. There's pre-Scientology Cruise yeah. and after Scientology. Right. And this is pre-Scientology, when he so, did good movies. So here's how it works with Tom Cruise, is I like the movies that he's in. I don't like them because he's in it. Does that make sense? Not really, because like I don't usually wa- every fucking movie he's in, they making it to make about him. Okay, favorite Tom Cruise movie is Minority Report. That's probably one of the only ones I give you because I like that movie too. Right. But Spielberg, man, Spielberg can't fucking miss, dude. Um, yeah. So Minority Report, I love, but I don't love it because Tom Cruise is in it. I love it because I love the movie. It's just a great story, right? Um, uh, Day After Tomorrow. You could replace him with like anybody, and I would still love that movie. Wait, he's not in that. The one where That's they Jake Gyllenhaal, bro. Are we talking about the same movie? Where the whole world freezes over? No, I'm talking about the one where he like has to keep going back in time, like ground. Oh, that's a uh, live, die, repeat, or whatever. <laughs> that's the tagline for the movie. Or that's no not... tomorrow, or or after tomorrow. Or after something. tomorrow, I think that's what it is. After tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I know but, what you're talking about. Yeah, I like that movie, but it's not because of him. It's Emily just Blunt's because of that one. Yeah, she's great in that movie. Um, I like Speed, like a cheesy '90s action movie. But it's just these are the kind of movie. Oh, what? he's not in Speed. That's Keanu. That's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's Keanu. I just shut the podcast down because I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I get it. But like, uh, I, I like certain ones. Like, um, I like Risky Business. I think that's a good movie. I like uh, Jerry Impossible, Maguire. Mission Impossible. The first one. I have four out of the seven. But like, oh, have you seen the movie A League of Their Own with Tom Hanks? League of Their Own. Yes, I have actually. Okay, that was a great movie. I was going to give that to you. Yeah, I like that one. Um. Okay, so I got volunteers in there. If any more come to my mind while we're while we're doing this, I guess. yeah, I know you need to keep that pulled up. Um, but once I make a list, I get better about it. All right, but you do need to do that one day. Just come over and we'll go through them all again. Yeah, I guess that after this I can come over. It's only four. Yeah, I ain't got shit going on. All it's right. only four. Yeah, really? hell yeah. Oh, it's seven. What the fuck? That time is off. Nice <laughs> by a lot. My phone's got 12 missed calls. Where are you coming to get your fucking kids? Right. Uh, nah. nah, it's all good. My, so, yeah. my warden is at work, so... Oh, yeah. I'm good. All right. But, uh... But, yeah, I'm going to give this one to you eventually after I watch it. I thought it was a crazy movie. Like, I watched the trailer, and it looks pretty crazy, called Brazil. Yeah. It looks like a fucking acid trip within itself. Have you ever seen uh, 15 Minutes with De Niro? 
No, I have not. That's a good one too. Yeah. Let me give you that one. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of big name movies that you don't realize that I haven't seen. Oh, I put this one on here because I actually have not seen this movie, Mystery Men. Fuck you! you I've seen... never seen. Mystery oh, it's Men. on the list, motherfucker! <laughs> I own it. I wrote it down because I knew that was one you would want to talk about. Oh, I fucking own it, and it's the stupidest, greatest fucking movie I've ever seen. That's dude. what I've heard, but this started fucking superhero movies, man. Nobody <laughs> wants to give it credit, but this movie started superhero team up movies. I remember when it came out and everyone loved it, and I was just like, it "Did looks... everybody love it?" Because I thought I was the only fucking person that ever saw this movie. <laughs> Because once again, it came out while I was working at the North Side, dude. Right. And I was there opening night for that bitch, and there was nobody in that motherfucker. <laughs> it stated that the th- it went from the biggest theater to the end in like a week, dude. <laughs> and then it was gone forever. Yeah, it, it has a it's doing a release, a 4K release recently. That's what made me uh That's think awesome. of it. Yeah, dude, that bitch, uh, I saw it on um, HBO or Cinemax one day, and then I was like, I'll never find that movie on DVD, and then like the next time at the flea market. Oh my god, that's the one movie you can see in every people everybody's pile is mystery man really at the flea market, from my experience, yeah. Oh, now, yeah, like it's weird now, like, but I still haven't found another copy of The Wizard, the one you got me is the only one I've seen. They came out with a special edition that I was like mad about, it has like a, a... eight bit cover art oh yeah i think like i've Mario seen that brother one. yeah that's cool, cool shit dude uh my homeboy on tiktok silverhawk uh shout out to him he he has the fucking power glove bro does he really from the movie <laughs> he's like it, it, he's like it works like shit you can't use it for like half the games but like he's like yeah i got it <laughs> just visually it's the coolest thing ever made oh yeah for sure it do when old boy just fucking driving his shit dude like i was just i remember being a kid like this is the greatest fucking thing i've ever seen i know and i knew you would never find the wizard out there so that's why i went ahead and got it for you yeah dude you're awesome because that uh (laughs) that is definitely a fucking treasure yeah i love that movie um speaking of movies so you've seen the page master right yeah i've seen i was about to say because i mean it's i've seen it when i was a kid so i don't remember it but i do like i remember seeing it well i'm sure it's aged terribly but (laughs) I just found it a couple months ago. Did and you I've really? Been, I've been wanting to watch it, but like I don't even know if my kids will like it. You know what I mean? You should just put it on because it is a kids movie. So my brother fucking loves the Page Master. It's Dude, like it scared of- the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, when they used yeah. to go to the Horror Land or whatever, I was right. like, Oh god, I don't like this part. <laughs> Skip over it. Yeah, yep, yep. We used to fast forward it on the fucking thing. But uh, that's fucking hilarious. I loved it, man. That was like the last movie with Macaulay Culkin. Uh, the, no, Richie Rich, I think, was the last one he did. Yeah. As a, like an adult or as a kid, mm-hmm. yeah, but he's making a comeback, so good for him. Not in the movie world, right. but in the podcasting world, having his own thing going on. He's such a cool dude. It's still, uh, it's still crazy to me that like, as far as child stars go, like you know, people talk shit, and he's had some questionable like pictures taken from him over the years. And I mean, he was on drugs for right. a little bit, but he got clean. He's clean now. But I still like. I mean, as far as like some of these other people have done, man, like I think he's been a fucking like you got to call him a win oh, as huh. far as like you know child stars because yeah. he's still rich as fuck. He is, and he he took care of his money. Like, mm-hmm. he owns so much shit that you wouldn't even think of. Like, he has money in everything. Yeah, and all he wants to do is, like, travel the world and, like, see different parts. Like, I envy him. He's like, I was hanging out with some people, and I was like, God, I would love to I would love to live in Paris. And they were just like, we'll move to Paris. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
well, I got this. And he's like, well, fuck, I'm rich, and I've been retired since I was like 27, so fuck it, I'll move to, he's like, and I moved to Paris for five years. One of the things that I'm most envious of him about is he's so famous that he can, like, meet anybody that he wants, essentially. Yeah. It's like, you want to see Macaulay Culkin? They're like, um, yeah, I want to see Macaulay Culkin. Because, like, he had- Especially like- now, bro, because all the people that are, like- like like running shit or yeah. people our age like people that grew up watching that man so yeah like, exactly like fuck he, yeah i want to be home alone dude <laughs> like of course he could come fucking hang out at nasa for the day or whatever the fuck he wants to do exactly like he had lizzo on his podcast and they're like bffs apparently yeah why would they be and i'm just like god i wish i could just hang out with like like i want to go hang out with tom hardy without it being weird <laughs> like y'all are just that good of friends or, that you call him by his first name. Hey, Tommy. Yeah, exactly. I wish I could just be like, call his agent and be like, hey, can I meet up with Tom Hardy? Like have dinner with him. He's like, yeah, that's cool. We know who you are. You're fan. You're, I feel like you're the guy. I feel like even Tom Hardy's agent would be like, I don't even get to meet Tom Hardy, bro. Because like, yeah. <laughs> from what I heard, he's a very private person. Yeah, so. he is. It's yeah. just like him and his dogs, and that's it. I was saying, and his kids. Until like, a script like slides under his front door. I think that's literally how they do it. They send it by fucking Raven, and then bring it to him on his compound. Yeah. Don't shoot it down. It's the Raven. <laughs> Tom, we got a new project for you. I'm not doing another Batman movie. <laughs> Venom 3, fuck. Yeah, but uh, certain people I feel like I could be friends with, like even famous people I feel like I could be friends with. Oh, yeah. And then there's famous people that I feel like it wouldn't matter how humble or down to earth, like I wouldn't be able to get over like how fucking cool they are, like how rock star they are to me. Right. Like if I ever met like, <sighs> if I ever met Michael Jordan, like there's no way I'm going to be able to talk to him like a normal person. It's very like, oh my God, I fucking love you so much. I have all your fucking shoes, all your fucking shirts. Like, yeah. It's, it's kind of like that with uh, Martin Scorsese. Like oh, I, yeah. I couldn't act like a normal human being around him. I mean, maybe if you gave me like, it depends on how much time you're talking to, bro. Because if you're giving me two minutes with this fucking guy, obviously I'm not going to get out more than, can I please have your fucking autograph take a picture? Like, right. you know, whatever. But you give me like an hour with him, then I can maybe calm down and ask him shit. Like, because there'd be a million questions that I don't want to be like, oh my God, man, like what's Pacino like in real life? Like, like what's the fucking, what, like is De Niro an asshole? <laughs> like is Pesci fucking as mean as I hope he is? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Did he actually stab somebody on the set of Goodfellas? I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> Like, I'm not one of these reporter assholes. You can tell me. I'll take it to my fucking grave, Marty. I know. I get so mad whenever I'm listening to podcasts and they're like, I got something to tell you. I'll tell you off mic. And I, I want to be I want to be told those stories. Oh, <laughs> I want to yeah. know those stories. Yeah. <laughs> I like the ones where they say fuck it and they tell you shit that they're not supposed to tell you. Or they tell you shit that you never would have thought. Like, yeah. uh, like when uh, Charlie Murphy was asked about like if Prince could really play basketball. He's like, no, he's for real. Like he can ball, dude. Oh, yeah, he yeah. can fucking play basketball. Like, he's like, I don't know why people thought that I was making that shit up. He's like, that man fucking handed me my ass out there one day. <laughs> and like, I, I like shit like that. Like, stuff, especially like stories like, that's why I love that, uh, Mike, that stories from the road, dude. Right. Cause like, I remember you telling me about that. Johnny, I watched a few of it. Yeah. Johnny Cash and them were some wild motherfuckers, dude. They right. did whatever the fuck they wanted. Like, People, uh, you know what we need to do? We need to start a podcast where you get to interview like certain people and ask them those like, underground questions oh my god bro i would fucking love that like not not let's not talk about your new movie coming out fuck all that what happened on the scene of blah 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 yeah man was that real cocaine on scarface yeah exactly shit like that yes i would love that that would be fantastic (laughs) we just got to get the connections
did you make Jonah Hill blow you on Wolf of Wall Street talking to Leah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, bro. You can tell me. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows that guy wants to be an Oscar winner so bad. I would believe he took two loads in the chin for you. <laughs> but, yeah. That would be fan. That's a dream job right there. Yeah, definitely. Maybe. You would be so good at it, too. I think so. Or I'd get punched in the face a lot, one or the other. Hey, this is sacrifices. We'll get us like a big ass security guy. Like, yeah, a, like right. a, you know, like, you know, touch, touch. That's what this guy's for. Yeah. But that would be fantastic. Yeah, Joe Rogan talks about all the security he has. And I just imagine these like massive fucking like hunks of me- uh, hunks of uh, muscle just standing at every fucking exit. Not a neck in sight. Just, <laughs> just fucking ooh, yacked, dude. Ready to fuck you up. Yeah, because like. he even said he's like, yeah, security guard told me about this thing that showed up on my camera. And he just has like security, but it makes sense. Like he's one of the most popular podcasters in the world so i think he is number one dude right oh he now. is number one yeah, yeah by far nobody's gonna touch him for the longest time not unless he just says fuck it and stops doing it like yeah and i don't see that happening at all i mean fuck he's eating good off oh, that yeah. shit oh, yeah. dude i haven't even heard him do ufc fights lately like i, I think he's pretty much told dana white to get fucked too like i don't know, I don't know anything about that so i don't know if you're heard i'm like number one I'm influencer kind of, in kind podcasts of, kind of a big deal yeah i've been doing this for about 20 years no, and, I uh, think the whole COVID thing, but I think he still does the commentary. No, I knew he did like the last. They usually they only pull him out for like the big shit now, like True. the super fights and shit like that. Yeah, they'll give it to the, the other little, shit. yeah. They give it to the other little dude for the Friday night ESPN shit. That, yeah, Joe's not getting off the couch for that. <laughs> but uh, I got shit to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard it on like number one podcaster in the world. <laughs> I don't have time to do your stupid fucking Wednesday night fights. Like, oh. You don't even get real Bruce Buffer. You get his fucking brother to do it. Right. Um, I was going to say one more thing about Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, dude. Why would he have security like that? I feel like Joe Rogan could probably still break a motherfucker down if he needed to. Oh, definitely. Like, he could handle himself. But at the same time, he has so much money. It's like, why not? You know? Oh, yeah, money? for sure. Like, yeah. I'm not, if I could yeah. afford to have security, I would. <laughs> Not that I need it, but right. a big motherfucker standing outside my front door. It does probably make you sleep better at night. Yeah, definitely. Just um, rolling with a lot offensive linemen wherever <laughs> you go. Right. I had one more thing I wanted to talk about just because um, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid, so I almost like don't remember it. And I just put it on and I was like dying laughing. Fucking Groundhog's Day. Oh, that's a good one. It gets so annoying after a while, though. Like, I don't know, like movies where they keep doing the same shit over and over. I, I don't know. I, I, I get tired of it after a while. It really depends. I think Groundhog's Day, in my opinion, does it really well. Bill but Murray's funny as fuck in that movie. Though. He's funny. But um, what's his name? His dad? No, the golfer. Golfer. <laughs> That's in the movie. Oh. The comedian. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, so many people in that damn movie. I'll pull up the cast. <laughs> I had his name. I need to stop fucking getting drunk on the podcast. We'll just stop doing the podcast, bro. We're not going to get drunk on the podcast. <laughs> right. There was two of these movies? They made one in... So they made one in 2021. Did they really? Oh, Harold no. Harold Ramis plays the um, neurologist. Chris Elliott plays Larry. No, I'm an idiot, and I said the wrong movie. 
Oh, you're talking about Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yeah, that's a good one. Why did I fuck fucking write Groundhog? Fucking Day? Chevy Chase is a fucking amazing in that movie. It's like one of my favorite Chevy Chase characters. No, 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 no. Yes. He. That's one of his like best roles, in my opinion. The like, Chevy. One of my favorite. Chevy Chase. Yeah, Chevy Chase. He's just playing a cool, smooth motherfucker, and that's what he did back in the day. <laughs> I feel um, so fucking dumb. Rodney Dangerfield's fucking Rodney great. Rodney Dangerfield oh, is what I was trying to say. Like, I fucking he, love Rodney. He is a fucking national treasure. Dude, he really is, bro. Shout out. Oh, rest in peace, man. He I was, love Rodney Dangerfield. He was the best part of that movie, and he had me dying laughing just because he understands what's funny. Yeah. I don't know. It was just great. His movie. one-liners are by far, like, he's the goat of one-liners, in my opinion. 100%. Like, he gave, uh, he, like, got a drink, I think. He uh, gives the guy a tip. He's like, get a get, get a new haircut, you know. <laughs> and I was just like, so like. <laughs> but I said, take me somewhere I've never been. I said, go to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like I was just relishing in his comedy because he is like gold. Whenever I'm having a really shitty day, I have to I put on Rodney Dangerfield, man. Yeah. Like when he used to go on the Johnny Carson show and shit. Right. Like. Johnny Carson would bring him out there, ask him one question, and then, like, that was the end of it. Like, he would just, like, I got this, Johnny. I'll fucking fill in the other 20. Yeah. And he would, he killed, man, everywhere he went. Like, I wish I was that fucking talented when it comes to, like, comedy. Dude, and you asked Joe Rogan about Rodney Dangerfield. He was like, Rodney was the fucking man all the way to the end. He's yeah. like, when ba- when bathroom, ro- bathrobe Rodney came around and... Forgot the comedian he was talking to. He's like, oh, I fucking loved Bathrobe Rodney because I guess like when he was in his seventies, he kept going on tours because he was like, fucking, I need money. Yeah, and uh, he would be fucking ass naked wearing a bathrobe <laughs> and would always have fucking two bitches with him, and he'd be fucking drunk. And like, I guess Rodney Dangerfield has this like huge cock, bro, because like he didn't give a fuck. He'd pull it out anywhere. <laughs> and like Joe Rogan's like, that's the fucking Rodney Dangerfield I miss so much. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the move when you got a big dick, like. I mean, why not? All you do is wear a robe and in in opportune times, you just take it out. Yeah, dude. Like, that's what comedy is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I like, I like Ronnie Davis. But yeah, like, I was just watching Caddyshack because I like barely remembered the movie and I'm just like, eh, let me. I've been watching a shit ton of movies, by the way. Like, just Bill Murray and that fucking gopher. That shit is. That's what I was saying. He was really funny in that movie. And that whole scene between him and Chevy Chase was like improvised. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Well, they were on Saturday Night Live for like 10 years together. I see, yeah. So they're like good friends. But yeah, I was like getting life lessons from Chevy Chase. Like, it was fucking crazy. You know, it's so weird. Like, I watched a thing on Ghostbusters because Bill Murray and Harold Ramis mm-hmm. and uh, Dan Aykroyd. They're working on the new one. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, well, Harold Ramis is dead, but I'm just saying those three guys were great friends, worked on a bunch of movies together. And when they made Ghostbusters, like, you got Winston, which, don't get me wrong, I think Ernie Hudson's a good actor. Mm-hmm. And he did a good Winston. But there's nothing, like, there was no, like, thing to go off of, like, to say, like, Winston had to be black. I don't know if they thought that they had to make it more diverse. Like, we can't just have four white guys fighting ghosts. Right. I don't know. I'm not saying I hate the fact that Winston's black, but... The reason why Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis and Bill Murray were doing it is because they were all three friends. And Chevy Chase was always like that guy that was in movie. He was either be in a movie with Bill Murray or he'd be in a movie with Dan Aykroyd or he'd be in a movie with Harold Ramis. They never put him in like the like like how Adam Sandler keeps all of his homeboys in his movies. Like he's never been that guy that he got invited to the barbecue. Like got to go in all four. You know, there's a reason why. 
Because they all fucking hate Chevy Chase? Not that they hate him. I just heard he was a dick. Is that what it is? Because that makes sense. Because, like, if you were good friends with Bill Murray, and he's like, yeah, man, we're about to do fucking Ghostbusters. Like, I just called Dan. He's getting a paycheck, you know? Like, you don't think Chevy was like, man, I could really use some of that Ghostbusters money. Like, that would be <laughs> fucking great. I don't think it would have worked. You don't think so? I don't think Chevy Chase would have worked in Ghostbusters. Did you know that Rick Moranis' part was supposed to be John Candy? I did know that, yeah. That's crazy. That would have been great. It's supposed to be like an East German dude. Right. But John Candy was like, yeah, this isn't going to be funny. <laughs> Should go with Rick. Yeah. But I mean, it's not really his brand, but it would have right. been good even still. John Candy, he could have sold anything. All right. But, uh, but yeah, I heard Chevy Chase is like a dick behind set. He's hard to work with. He's kind of like a know it all. So. I heard he was bad on community, but I always chalk that up to the fact that he's just fucking old as shit. And like, like I heard you he's, said, I heard he's always been that way. Really? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about like people behind the scene just like hate working with him (laughs) because of that reason. Well, I heard Richard Pryor fucking hated him. No. Like bad. Like they like he even said shit on national television about him. And he was like, oh, he's like, and Chevy Chase is like, oh, I love you, Richard. And he's like, I can't stand your ass or something like that. It's an old interview. You can look it up on YouTube. But yeah. Um. Well, we just kind of get out of the. We we haven't been talking about the movie or nothing, but uh, but uh, I do like at the end where we do our little thing. We just kind of veer off and do our own little thing. Yeah, but That's we didn't a, do a second movie this week. So I usually only just save those for movies we want to talk about that we've seen recently, like Godzilla. Oh, Mortal well, you, Kombat. Yeah, you really wanted to talk about Army of the Dead. Yeah, like after I watched it, I'm like, I have a lot to say, so I really wanted to. I talk just want to let you know that my dad still loves the fuck out of that movie. <laughs> we got together for Father's Day yesterday, and uh, you know, by the way, shout out to everybody, shout out to all the dads out there, and um, we were sitting there playing Uno. Uh-huh. Me and my wife and, you know, my stepmom and all them. And he's like, Courtney, have you seen that Army of the Dead? That Zack Snyder one? It's pretty fucking good. This is probably top three zombie movies I've ever seen. Like, he's fucking loving it. And I'm just like, Dad, that movie wasn't that great. Like, so I'm just saying, you know, with the tiger, the tiger was cool, though, right? I'm like, yeah, the tiger was cool. And he was like, the whole thing was on green screen. I was like, yeah, definitely can tell. The whole thing's on green screen. <laughs> look good. Look real good. And I was just like, all right, Dad. <laughs> I mean, if he likes it, cool. You know. Yeah, but, I'm uh, not saying people shouldn't like it. It's just, you know. He's like, oh, you watch a fucking four and a half hour comic book movie. That's no problem. But a fucking zombie movie. You know, I don't gotta, that's too much. It's too much. Because he watched it with me. Yeah. And I like it. Like like I said, like it pissed me off so bad at the beginning of it because of the way that the, that the zombie got released. I was just like, that would never fucking happen. Like never in a million years. A drone would have dropped out of the sky and blew up that fucking car with the married couple before it hit that fucking thing. Right. But either way. But I said that while we were watching it. He was like, you don't watch the fucking movie or you're going to be a fucking, you're going to be that guy. He's like, you don't watch the fucking movie or you're going to be that guy. And I was like, all right, we watched the movie. Right? That's fucking hilarious. Watch as you see this fucking tiger. It's cool. I've seen the tiger in the preview. I'm just saying, you see it. Just watch what it does. <laughs> so he's already seen the movie and he's making you watch it. Dude, he saw it like three times. That's what I'm saying. He's like in the number one. Like if Zach, yo, if you ever make a second one, please put my dad in it. He <laughs> will not go wasted. Uh, <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love that he loves it so much. The way he was talking about it, I was just like, yeah, like the best, best, best movie you've seen this year. Like, fuck, this ain't even making it in my top five. Like, <laughs> it's not even the best one he's done this year, dude. Right. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. 
No, nah, there's a lot of people that don't care for it. It's just, I mean, there are certain movies that I like that I understand are not good movies, but right. I like them. I was trying to think about that. We did the guilty pleasures, but like, I don't know if that still counts because like, I feel like even though they're guilty pleasures to us, they're still well made. Like they're still good movies. Like to a certain extent, yeah. they're they're universally loved movies. Is like how I felt. Like I don't feel like either one of our lists had anything that was just like so off the thing that like nobody knew what it was. Right. It was mostly like rom coms and you know kids movies and shit like that. Like all mainstream stuff. I felt like yeah. But I don't know if we've ever done. Like we should do a list of just like movies that like people fucking hate but we love. That's true, yeah. Like the past would be a movie that we could, uh, You know what's you funny know what you saying? say that because I was listening to our uh I was listening to the episode we just did and we were talking about John Leguizamo and you're like, I don't know if you know this or we talked about this, but I fucking love John Leguizamo and I first thing that pops into my mind is the past because I fucking love the past. Oh, and yeah. I recognize how shit of a movie it is. Like get the Mario Brothers, like it's not a good movie at all. Like I like it. Space Jam, not a good movie at all, but I love it because I was a kid and I love Michael Jordan. Right. Yeah, so like yeah, you could definitely do. We could do a huge episode on movies that suck, but we love. That's what the Death Box for. The Death Box, yeah. We haven't done the Death Box in so long. I yeah. Think about it. Well, I kept giving you good ones. <laughs> this is like, very true. You, you wanted need... to hate them, but you're just like, fuck, God damn it, it's good. I know, you need to misstep a little bit. Yeah. But, and then I keep buying so many movies that I want to talk about. Like, I'm so excited we're going to be doing the Burbs next. Like, so excited. We might just have to do one. Like, we'll do the Death Box episode just to do it. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe because yeah. you haven't seen them either, so I mean, you'll be suffering just as much as I would. I think there's a couple in there I have seen. Oh, have you? Yeah, I might take those out just so we can get. <laughs> so it's a full fucking experience. I was thinking like taking all the movies out except the one that I want you to pick and just leaving it in there. And you're reaching in, you're like, Greg, there's only one movie in here. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's good. What is it? <laughs> Ice Pirates. What? <laughs> That's all you want me to see is Ice Pirates. You don't give a shit about the rest of that I box. Don't. I don't care about the rest of the box. You just want Ice Pirates. I mean, if you want, bro, we can make a day. We'll just sit down and watch some Ice Pirates. <laughs> and then I can cuss Peter out when I see him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I saw that dumb shit you were talking about, bro. Terrible. Uh, from the makers of Krull. In no fucking way, dude. They yeah. made that. The uh, the writers, yeah. Ooh, that explains a lot. Right. That explains a lot. So, did you already say what you're giving me? Yes. You said spoilers. What is it? Days of Thunder. So, we're doing Days of Thunder we're next. We're definitely doing Days of Thunder. Bro. All right. More fucking Tom Cruise. What do you mean more Tom Cruise? I've never given you a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> I don't think I have. I know. You haven't. I'm just not a huge Tom Cruise fan. Yeah, me either, bro. So, we're both. But this is a good one, bro. I'm telling you. Days this of Thunder. Is, this is like one of... This is top three Tom Cruise movies for me. Actually, um... One that I really like, uh, color, um, color of Money. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's, that's one a that sequel. I, that's one I really like. Yeah, that's a sequel. Is it the Color of Money? Uh, to a one with Robert Redford. And, well, I know uh, Martin Scorsese did that Color of Money. Right, but there's a which one? Is the old dude. That's what it's a. Is it Robert Redford or uh, Paul Newman? Mm-hmm. Paul Newman, ain't it? In that one, I think so. Well, there's one before that that's about pool sharks. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the old, the he's the young guy in that one. Oh, I see. That's what I'm saying. So, oh, like, so he's like the mentor in the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's showing him the hustle. Not a lot of people do. That's what I said. Oh, that's super interesting. But you've seen Color Out of Money. Yeah, obviously you have. 
It's been a while, but yeah, I've seen it. Um, like I said, early Tom Cruise's hits, man. Top Gun. I fuck with Top Gun. I hate Top Gun. What? Yeah. I'm Ice probably going dude. It's okay. Can you go home? Do you have Top Gun? Of course I have Top Gun. I want you to rewatch it, but think of it as everyone being gay. Why would I do that though? Like they're not. Because like, it would make a lot more sense. <laughs> because that, of the volleyball scene is the only reason you're saying that, bro. This is one of the gayest movies I've ever seen. Bro, I want a fucking haircut. I wish I had hair so I could do my hair like fucking Val Kilmer in that movie, man. Could be my wingman anytime. Yeah, fucking gay. I mean, come on, man. Rewatch it and think about them being gay, and it's fucking. It's one of the funniest movies. I mean, it's hilarious because I already like see it in my head. Goose, yeah, I get it. And then when they start saying those one-liners, you're like, "Fuck, this makes so much sense." Don't ruin Top Gun for me, bro. Stop fucking clipping the mic. What? I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't ruin Top Gun for me, bro. I already did because if you ever decide to watch it again, you're not going to be able to <clears throat> get that out of your mind. You know the second one comes out. Yeah, it's probably going to be gay tip part two. Oh, I don't know about it. Man. I fucking hate Top Gun. I don't care who knows it. Top Gun. I don't like Top Gun. Jerry Maguire's a good one. Jerry Maguire's good, but it's not because of Tom Cruise. It's because it's a good fucking movie. That Cuba Gooding Jr. brings his May game in that one he too. Does. And uh, what's her name? Bridget Jones. Yeah, her name in um, real life. She looks like Leanne Rhymes to me. Reese Withers? No, it's not Reese Witherspoon. Nope, nope, no. Nope. It's uh... <laughs> it looks like you sucked on a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> what is her name? Renee Zellweger. Yes. That was gonna bother the shit out of me. Oh, have you seen her lately? Yeah, she'll look great. Too much plastic surgery. Probably. Yeah. It's all everybody nowadays though. I don't even recognize some of them Kardashians anymore. I never knew who they were in the first place. I don't keep up with them. No, I do not keep up with the Kardashians. Nah, man. I mean, my wife keeps up with all this oh, shit. But the problem is, is like when you have so much money and you're so insecure about yourself, like why not go fix the things you don't like about yourself? So I get it, I guess. I don't, man. If you have that much money, just turn your TV off. Just turn your movie size screen TV off or mm-hmm. on a channel that doesn't talk about you. Yeah. Like if you go to Nickelodeon, they're not talking about the Kardashians. <laughs> they're just playing cartoons. <laughs> You know what I mean? So that's the move. If you're rich, don't watch things about yourself. Just watch cartoons. If you're not secure enough with yourself as a person or what you believe in, then yeah, just ignore it. <laughs> I love that advice. Because, I mean, if you're making money, you're obviously doing something, right? You know what I mean? Like I love that. If you don't love what you love about it. <laughs> if you don't love what other people say about you, just, just don't watch listen. cartoons. Just, just watch cartoons. Yeah, just don't listen to them. You know how I know I'm not a terrible person? Because there's nobody to tell me I'm a terrible person, bro. That's very true. You're like one of five people I come into contact with every yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, and, and then our listeners listen to you. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, they probably love or hate me. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> um, before we get out of here, I wanted to do the special announcement. I probably should do it before we hit record on the podcast, but whatever. Is sure. the uh, merchandise store. Can't wait, dude. It's up. It's up and running. You can go buy a War of Cinema t-shirt or a sticker. Y'all need to go out and get a War of Cinema t-shirt or sticker for your car. It looks really good. I know you're wearing the black one. I'm wearing one right now. And I have one in white and in black, and they both look fantastic. Yeah. They feel good. They're lightweight. Like, they're not heavy because, you know, we live in Florida, so it's real hot. And I bore the shirt out, and I felt good in it all day. It kept me at the temperature I wanted to be. Hell yeah. So yeah, um, warwithcinema.shopify.com 
or when this goes live, it'll probably be warwithcinema.com. So, and that is so cool. And shout big ups to you, my man, for getting that done. Yeah, I've been working hard at getting us. You have, dude. And I think the people are going to love it. Yeah, I think so too. So, yeah, if you want to support the podcast and you like what we do, go grab some merchandise. Yeah, man. Y'all support is everything, and we love y'all for that. And uh, go get your go reward yourself and get you a War with Cinema shirt. Right. But next time, Days of Thunder. Later, y'all. <laughs> Later.